Up until now in this parak, we've been discussing when somebody establishes a chazaka in a certain property by being there for a long period of time, for example, three years. He can use that as a proof and evidence that he is the real owner of the property, even if he no longer has the document which proves that he bought the, the property. He can turn around to the previous owner who is claiming that he is the real owner and that he never sold the property to this person, you can turn around and say that if really you didn't sell it to me, then why haven't you protested until now that I have been here? The rest of the parak discusses a chazaka of certain items or uses within somebody else's property. So it's not that he himself has been living and taking total usage of what was known up until now to be somebody else's courtyard. However, he has been taking advantage in some way of somebody else's property, and the question is if he can use that as proof that he has the right to do so, that the owner of the other property either gave him permission or sold him the right to use this part of the courtyard for what he wanted. Alternatively, according to others, this chazaka could even be the reason why he's allowed to do it. According to some, the things which we're going to mention, even if one does it just one time, he fixes something one time in somebody else's property for his own use, if the other owner does not protest even once, it could be that we look at that as him giving permission to the other person to have this in his property. So the Mishnah begins, The following things do establish a chazaka if they are placed in the other person's property. And the truth is this, this, this specific Mishnah is talking about a courtyard which is owned jointly by two different people. Reuben and Shimon both share a courtyard, and one of them puts things in the courtyard. And the question is, does he now have a chazaka of putting those things in the courtyard that the other person would not be able to protest to this person putting those things in the courtyard. And there's going to be another list in the Mishnah, the list which comes first, of things which do not establish a chazaka. And even if at the beginning, when they are first placed there by, let's say, Ruvain, Shimon does not protest. Later on, if Shimon decides that he does not want Ruvain to continue using the courtyard in that manner, then Shimon can protest. What would those cases be? If Ruvain set up his animal in the courtyard, since this is not such a significant or unusual thing for a member of a courtyard to do in the courtyard, so people who join the own a courtyard would usually let the other person do that. So the fact that he didn't protest does not indicate that he is giving full permission for the person to do this forever. No, at this point he doesn't mind. Later on, it could be that he does mind. If one of the members, let's say Ruvain, sets up an oven or a stove or a millstone in the courtyard. Again, since it's a regular thing to do in the courtyard, we don't expect Ruvain to protest. And Shimon can raise chickens in the courtyard, and he can place his manure from his animals in the courtyard. But in a chazaka, well, if he does that, it does not establish a chazaka that he now has the rights forever to do that in the courtyard. If the other member, Ruvain, of the courtyard decides one day that he doesn't want the other person to use the courtyard in this way, he has the right to do so. Aval says the Mishnah, if there are more significant things which are being done in the courtyard, then we expect Ruvain to protest. If he doesn't, then we look at that 
According to some, we're talking about a case where they just do it once for a short while. And the fact that he doesn't protest is considered the chazaka itself, that he forgives the other person and he gives over that right to the other person. Alternatively, we're talking about where he does it for three years, in which case it is evidence that he originally gave the other person the rights to do this in the courtyard. If he made a partition, he blocked off a part of the courtyard and designated that for his animal. Or if he did the same for his oven, for his stove, or for his millstone. What happens if they jointly owned a house, not just a courtyard, but a house, and one of the partners brought in chickens to raise them inside the house? That is something which people would certainly be particular about. So the fact that one of the partners did not protest is proof that the other one has the right to do so. Or if one of the partners, again, cornered off a place to place his manure in the courtyard, and the way that he cornered it off, either it was three tfachim deep, the area which he designated, he dug down into the courtyard a little bit, or this mini fence that he made was at least three to four high, chazaka. That would be a chazaka if the other one does not protest, because this is something which people would generally protest if it if they have the ability to do so. So the fact that he didn't protest is an indication that he actually gave the other person the right to do this, or that right now, by not protesting, he is giving the other person the right to do this. Mission involved. This mission discusses not a courtyard which is jointly owned by two people, but a courtyard which is only owned by Ruvain and whether Shimon establishes a chazaka by having certain things in Ruvain's courtyard. Hamarzev, a gutter. The truth is, Hamarzev is not the gutter itself, which runs horizontally across the top of the roof, but rather it's the thing which pops out of the end of the gutter, where all of the water will actually flow through and then out into the street or the courtyard, wherever it goes. So if somebody has this marzev at the end of his gutter, and it is directed into his neighbor's courtyard, into Ruven's courtyard, Eloi Chazaka, the exact position of this marzev does not establish a Chazaka, but V'yeshlem Kome Chazaka, the actual fact that it is situated and directed into the other person's courtyard, that does establish a Chazaka. Ruven should have protested. It's just that since that Shimon, for Shimon it makes no difference where exactly in Ruben's courtyard this Marzev flows into, so Shimon does still have the right to change its exact location to a different place in his courtyard. However, that fact that he has the Marzev going into Ruben's courtyard, that does establish the Chazaka, and Ruben cannot force him to direct it elsewhere outside of his courtyard. Alright, Hamas Khela, this is the gutter itself, which runs horizontally across the top of the roof, Yesh Chazaka, that would establish the Chazaka because Ruven should have protested if he really never wanted to give the rights to Shimon to have his gutter within the airspace of Ruven's courtyard. Sulam HaMitzri, an Egyptian ladder, this is quite a small ladder, if it is placed in Ruven's courtyard for Shimon to use it when he wants to, to climb up onto the roof of his house, for example, Ein Chazaka, that is not established a Chazaka because it's very small, so we don't expect Ruvain to, to necessarily protest. But if later on he decides that he doesn't want the ladder to be there, then he can do so. But a ladder which comes from Tsairi, which was a much larger ladder, so it would disturb Ruvain much more, and he should have protested. So the fact that he doesn't protest indicates that Shimon has the right to do this, and therefore Yeshle Chazaka, it would establish a Chazaka for Shimon that he has the right to do that in Ruven's courtyard. Chalon HaMitzris, 
an Egyptian window, which again is rather small, and we're talking about where it is above four amas from the ground. Ein Chazaka does not establish a Chazaka, but a Soiri type window, which is much larger, Yesh Chazaka that does establish a Chazaka. Meaning, if somebody builds a, he makes a large window, Shim makes a large window in the wall of his house, and Ruven later decides to build something, let's say to build another building or sort of house within his courtyard. Now, in general, the halacha is that somebody who has a piece of property and the neighbor has a window which gives him the ability to look into the other person's property. So because of Hezek the damage of privacy, the breach in privacy, so Ruven would be able, the owner of the house would be able to force the person who has this window in the other house to close up the window or to position it elsewhere. Now, if Shimon, in our case, makes a window in his, ha- in his house, Ruven should have already now thought that I should protest to this in case I later on want to build a building within this courtyard, and this window of Shimon's will be a breach of my privacy. So I should really protest already now, so that it doesn't become a fixed, accepted thing that he has the right to have that window facing into my courtyard. However, if it's a very small window, and it's above four amas, so then we don't expect him to protest already now, so it would not establish a chazaka that he has the right to have this window over there. What is an example? What is considered within the category of an Egyptian window that is considered small enough that it does not establish a chazaka? Any window which is too small for somebody to place his head through it, would be considered insignificant enough that it wouldn't establish a chazaka. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, If it has a frame around the window, even if a person's head cannot fit through it, it's a very small window, since it has a frame around it, that shows that Shimon is intending to keep it there on a permanent basis. Even for later on, when Ruvain will plan to make a building within the courtyard, and therefore Hayat Chazaka, it would establish Chazaka already from now, even though it is a small window. Haziz, a window sill, which is on the outer side of the window, going into Shima, uh, going into Ruvain's courtyard. A tefach, if it is up to a tefach, that actually means that it's either a tefach or wider Yeshle Chazaka that would establish a Chazaka because Ruvain should have protested, and he is able to protest to Shimon putting this going out into Ruvain's courtyard, because it's his own airspace. It's considered to be within his courtyard. However, if the windowsill is less than a tefach wide, then ain't a chazaka. Firstly, no chazaka is established, because we don't necessarily expect Ruvain to protest. It's considered quite insignificant, and doesn't disturb him. And in fact, the because it's such an insignificant thing, Ruben is not able to protest to Shimon putting it there, because it doesn't really affect him, and so it's not included in his rights to that property. A person cannot open and make windows in his house which looks into a courtyard which he jointly owns together with somebody else. Because of Hezegriya, it's a breach in privacy that whenever he's in his house, he can see whatever the other person is doing inside the courtyard. If somebody buys a house in a different courtyard which borders this courtyard which he has a part ownership in that in this courtyard. He cannot open up the house which he has in the other courtyard 
to this courtyard. This courtyard is designated for the houses which open up into this courtyard. If he has a house in a different courtyard, he cannot open up that house into this courtyard and then use this courtyard as a way to get to his house which opens up into the other courtyard and is considered to be officially part of the other courtyard. So he cannot use this courtyard to get there. This courtyard is only for people who live there and need to get to their houses, which are part of this courtyard. Bon Ali Agabe, so if somebody builds a second story on top of his house, he cannot open it up into this jointly owned courtyard, meaning there can't be a way to get straight from the courtyard to this second story. But if he wanted to, then he can build a room within his already existing house, meaning he can, he can split the house into smaller parts, and he can, by we're going to understand this part of the Mishnah, to mean that he can build a second story on top of his first story, but within the already existing house. If, for example, he has a house which is quite tall, he can build in the middle of the inside of the house, a ceiling and a floor, and turn the already existing house into something which is going to be two floors. And open up the top floor into his house, so that it still remains that the only way to get into any part of this house is from the door going into the bottom, or the, going into the lower story. The point being that without the permission of the other members of the courtyard, he is not allowed to increase the size of his house, because then he might start to rent it out to other people, which would increase the number of people going through this courtyard. So in order to do that, he needs the permission of the other members of the courtyard. However, if he's doing it within the already existing size of his house, so then they already don't, the other members already don't have the right to stop him doing this. Alright, the mission now adds another law concerning a courtyard which is jointly owned by different people. The person cannot open up into a jointly owned courtyard, Pesach connected Pesach, an entrance opposite another person's entrance, or a window opposite the other person's window. And not only that, but if you already had an existing entrance door or window in his house, then Leas and Godol, he cannot make it any bigger. Echad, if he had one door or window, Leas and Shnaim, he cannot turn it into two. He can't change that one large window for two small windows. Because it could be it's easier to see through two small windows without the other person seeing that you are seeing him. And again, this is all because of a breach of privacy and modesty towards the other members of the courtyard. However, says the Mishnah, if I have a house on this side of a public domain, and you have a house on the other side of the public domain, here it certainly makes no difference if I have a door or a window opposite yours. Because anyway, there's so many people passing through in between our houses that it pales in comparison the fact that you also have a window which can see through to the other person's window. So can everybody who is passing through in between the houses. So the Mishnah says, But he is able to open up into a public domain, Pesach neged Pesach, a entrance or a door opposite the other person's door, or a window opposite the other person's window, if her cotton already had an existing smaller entrance or window, he is allowed to make it larger if he had one window or door you can replace it with two smaller doors or windows because anyway the public is there so they can see anyway so it will make no difference if also the person who lives opposite the street can also see and has their entrance opposite my entrance it is forbidden to make a ditch or a hole underneath a public domain, a public street. 
For example, boyreis to make a pit or shichin. This is a sort of longer kind of pit. Or oris, a pit which is covered up, some sort of cave-like pit. These things cannot be made underneath a public domain in case it will end up weakening the street and it might actually, the road might actually cave in into this hole. Rebeleza permits this as long as it is still strong enough, the street, that somebody is able to take a wagon full of stones, which are heavy, and the street wouldn't cave in at all. One is not allowed to bring out beams or which are sort of even balconies already. Beams which are large enough to be considered a kind of balcony. One is not allowed to open to have these protruding from his house into the public domain, into the public domain, because people might trip over them and it's not considered to be in his property, it's in the public domain. But if he wanted to, then he can bring the edge of his house inwards and then have this balcony or ledge protruding from the edge of his house because that's all part of his own property. Alright, and the Mishnah says, Look, a chotzer, if somebody buys a courtyard from somebody else and there is a ledge or a balcony protruding from the edge of this courtyard into a public domain, there is a chazoka on that ledge or balcony and he can assume that the person who previously owned the courtyard had the right to have these things poking out into the public domain and it's considered to be part of his property.